As a professional woman, do you find it difficult to balance preparing for your financial future and meeting your financial needs of today? We recently spoke at a women in business workshop on the topic of financial preparedness. And when we asked this question, a lot of the participants said yes. Today, we're going to talk about good financial habits that make a big difference. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Wesley Eccles and Willa Williams, co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. Every week, we have conversations that focus on stewardship principles to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally with ease. We do this while embracing the abundance of God. If you want to connect with the Christian community of professional women that are journeying through a purposeful blueprint that balances living a fulfilled life while building wealth for your future, you're in the right place. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with your friends and family. This episode is brought to you by Trinity Financial Coaching Academy. We are launching the TFC Academy. You're going to be able to enroll in courses that will help you evaluate, envision, establish, elevate, and expand your knowledge on personal finance. All of our classes are designed to teach smart money management principles, and they are also grounded in biblical truths that support you as a strong, independent woman of God. Check it out at www.mindtfcoach.com forward slash TFC Academy. Our faith focus for today. As you know, again, we asked the question to the ladies that we were talking to at the seminar about balancing meeting your financial needs for today, as well as planning for your future. And what I started to think about as the ladies were sharing their responses, I just kept saying one word and the word that I kept saying was contentment. Contentment, contentment is what allows you to have that balance. Because with contentment, you seek God first for everything in your life. Um, Because when we don't seek him, we lose focus and we get off balance. There is an underlying root in our topic today that comes from contentment. And the faith focus is actually, the scriptural focus is Matthew 6, 25 through 24. And that is the scripture where Jesus is encouraging the disciples to seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all the things will be added unto you. Why are we so concerned about the everyday things in our lives, what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, what we're going to, God knows it. And so what we have to do is be content in him. Contentment is learned and is also enabled by the Lord. Yes. Contentment will cause you to do self checks about what is actually causing discontentment or dissatisfaction in your life. Are you looking to the left or to the right, comparing yourself 
with others, comparing your life with others, comparing your lifestyle with others, their house versus my house, their degree versus my degree. You know, mm-hmm. all of these different things, the, even what goes on commercials, commercials are written to invoke dissatisfaction and discontentment to make you think that what you currently have isn't enough. We learned this dynamic actually in a a training we had years ago and they referenced it as the pull of the culture. You know, if it's (laughs) everything is new and improved, right? That's right. That's right. And at some point in our lives, we have to figure out how to close our circle and draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, based on what I value, based on what is true in my spirit and in my heart and what I want to do or what God is leading me to do in my life, you draw a circle and say, this is enough. Yes. That's contentment. The word also encourages us that with contentment and godliness yields great gain. Seek ye first, seek God first, seek him first for everything in your life. And doing that and trusting him it brings contentment and contentment and godliness will yield great gain. And again, it's not always material because the peace, the joy, the love, um, the self-control, all of these things that you also get with contentment is absolutely priceless. It truly is. It truly is. When, when we think about what God has prepared for us and what he has made available to us, Oh, contentment should, it's just a prize to us. It's wonderful. So when we think about the questions that we ask the ladies at the workshop, one of the questions was, what is the difference between preparing for your financial future and meeting the financial needs of today? Let's talk about today first. Why is the question? Why is it that you have the wherewithal to have the contentment and enjoyment and a fulfilled life because you have the resources to provide for that. But why is it difficult that you're not enjoying that life right now? One of the things that we have seen and that came up in this particular response to this question at the workshop was budgeting. Budgeting is really a key. And I know there are many who feel that budgeting can be restrictive, but what is important is establishing a value-based budget. That is a budget that is created based on what your needs are, what your goals are, what your desires are. You put in there what you want to budget for. You put in there what you want to enjoy. You add in your budget how you want to live your life. You have the resources, you budget it, you can enjoy it. There is no restriction. The only restriction is what you put for yourself. If you want to enjoy a vacation every couple years, or if you want to have something special, do care personally for yourself every month, you just put that in there because those things are valuable for you. If it's something 
Um, let me see. Like you like to do for others, birthday gifts. Put it in there. If you like to be benevolent toward charities, set up in your budget a line item that will allow you to do that. Those things are all inclusive of your regular monthly expenses as well. Mm -hmm. The things you value, you have to put in there because they're important to you. Your regular monthly expenses are important to you as well. You got to keep the gas on. You got to have food. Got to have clothes. Got to pay that car insurance. These are things that are necessities. You need, we all need these to live, but we don't want that to be the total of what you have in your budget. We want that in addition to those other things that you truly value. I like that. If you notice, if you're working with us or following us for a while, we used to skirt around using the word <laughs> budget because it was, it has such a stigma around it. And it's so interesting. We actually saw uh, a Facebook post where someone wrote, let's normalize not judging people who says that's not in the budget this month, but I'll make sure to get it in next budget. That does not make the person broke. It's a wise statement. And then she says, listen, people can't keep up with all the excellence that's going on. We all in budgets. Take away the stigma of, of a budget. And we got caught up. We were guilty of trying to soften it. You know, it's a spending plan. It's a cash flow vision plan. It's, yeah. you know, honestly, your budget is how you set intentions on how you're going to spend your money. And if you're somebody who believes in the power of setting intentions, then you're going to have to believe in the power of budgeting because that's the only way that you're going to make sure that your money is going to take care of the things that is important to you. And the only way that you will stick to that budget is to put the things in there that are important to you. Otherwise, you'll run away. You'll be there for a month. The next month, it'll be halfway through. And the next month, it'll be like, this is too much. I can't do that. Da, 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 da. But if you put in your budget all those things that are important to you and those things are necessary for you to live and continue to grow and enjoy, you will adhere to that budget. This is a process that really requires some behavior modification because for some of us, we're not used to me. We haven't <laughs> been used to setting aside opportunities and time for us to enjoy ourselves just for us. I've been guilty of one of those things where, and it's very common, you know, women always care for themselves last. We put ourselves last. Well, it doesn't work, ladies. Even <laughs> if we have, even if we have money set aside for it, we have to take advantage of the opportunities that come with us having those monies. If that means I get the chance to have a spa day, okay, y'all take care of yourself because I'm gone. I'll be back. And guess what? You're going to be okay until I get back. But if I don't have that in my budget, I'm not going to have the chance to do it. I have a client mm. who is also a caregiver, just like you are. Yeah. 
Yeah. And hard. during her coaching session and she asked, she was like, I really need to factor in $400 a month yeah. for self-care. And I said, okay. And she was like, I just need once a month, I need to go to a hotel, spend the night, mm -hmm. have my own quiet time because I have to have a break because of the care that I, she has to provide for a loved one. Mm -hmm. And I said, absolutely. And it's something that she can afford. So it's not mm -hmm. something that's breaking her budget, but what it's going to mm -hmm. do is going to prevent her from being impulsive because she can actually plan for it. And so I said, absolutely. Let's put that in there. And now you don't have to feel guilty about doing it. And she was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she said, I'm so glad you said that. She said, because I, she was like, yeah, I, I felt bad. That, and I felt like I was wasting money because and I'm like, how are you wasting money? You can't care for anyone if you can't care for yourself. That's right. That's right. You got to be healthy in order to provide the service and the care and the love for someone else. So for me, it had to be a behavior modification because mm -hmm. my thing was, uh, you have a need. Let me take care of your need. But I have a need. And it's just called downtime. It's yeah. just called downtime. That hotel visit, if you just get a chance not to worry about the call in the night or the tap on the door or the phone call, that's so valuable. And mm -hmm. setting up money set aside in your budget to be able to do that is exactly what you need to do. So I have no guilt anymore. I used to. It's all gone all gone so it's just been wonderful for me to be able to do that and and these are some of the things that a lot of women feel that they can enjoy the fruit of their work because they they their mindset is stressed they don't have a budget in place and they've not when they do have one, they've not established it such that it would add everything and allow everything that they want to do based on the values that they believe are important, the things that they believe are important to them. Or when and, you don't have a budget in place, you don't even realize that you are preparing for your future mm -hmm. and meeting your needs for today. I think not having that budget in place always gives you stress and anxiety about things that you spend that's not essential, that's not paying off debt, that's not going in your savings, and that's not being invested. And when you have a budget and you can honestly see that you're taking care of all of that, then you're freer to, to, to be at peace. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the freedom, the peace, the empowerment that a budget can provide for you. And that is why it's a fundamental good habit. That's why it is the third E, establishing a foundation with which to build upon. That budget is that foundation that you will build upon because that's how you'll know um, how to launch. You can't figure out yeah. how to launch anything to reach the goals that you have envisioned if you haven't sat down to look at the money. What do you say in the previous podcast, Willa, the R, 
realistic <laughs> expectations, yeah. knowing where you are, recognize where yes. you are, having realistic expectations. You have to, your budget actually helps you to do that. It really does. And, and as you're speaking, it reminds me of a, a scenario, an example that I lifted on a prior uh, podcast. And it was the whole example about being on the shore of with the sand and then you have the buoy that's mm -hmm. out protecting you from going beyond something, be, mm -hmm. beyond the, the shallow water into the deep water. In mm -hmm. my vision, the budget is the same way. You put in there everything you want and you can safely, confidently do, spend any kind of way you want to within that budget. But when you go outside of it, outside of that Bowie, you're going into deep water, it gets you in trouble. When you go outside of your value-based budget, it can get you into hot water mm -hmm. and get you in trouble. So put in there whatever it is that is important to you, whatever it is that you desire. And when I say essential, I'm not just meaning monthly expenses. If it's essential to you, it's essential to you. Whatever it is, and it's okay because it's yours and you deserve it and you deserve to enjoy it. It really is. So when we talk about the why we're not enjoying these things, sometimes it's because of, of what we have done to ourselves and for ourselves. We have not made the decisions to create a value-based budget that allow us to enjoy it. Yeah. I think another reason why it's difficult is because we haven't, like I talked about when I, in the faith focus about contentment and closing that circle, mm -hmm. we haven't done that to avoid lifestyle creep. Mm -hmm. So every time we earn more, we buy more, you know? And so when you have sat down and honestly identified what you value mm -hmm. and close that circle, you can avoid lifestyle creep. You know, there's an mm -hmm. article that was written this year that said that 60% of millennials, now they were talking about people between the ages of 23, to 28, I believe. And there, there's a group that are called Henry's. Henry's mean high earning, not rich yet. High earning, not rich yet. And this article says that 60% of these Henry's, and these are people who make six figures, right? Six mm -hmm. figures income a year, still feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, so is, is it difficult because you're a Henrietta? A high earner, I'm not rich yet. Lifestyle creep is continuing to make me or force me or have me living beyond my means. That can happen. That would make it difficult. That would make it very hard for you to prepare for your financial future and not having a budget. You cannot track where your level of living is. You, are, you could be chasing a standard of living your standard of living is material well-being and peace of mind that an individual desires or seeks to attain, to maintain if it's attained, and to preserve if it's threatened and regain if it's lost. That's your standard of living. <laughs> However, your level of living is where you actually are. Yep, right now. It's where you actually are. So sometimes we can chase a standard of living 
right? That is far beyond the six figures that you might be bringing in. There has to be a level of contentment. There has to be a level where you close the circle. There are going to be different seasons where you can open the circle, but whenever you open the circle, you are still going to make sure that you're living below your means. And this is why comparison, the comparison trap will kill because you can't look at somebody and determine whether or not they're living beyond their means or below their means. The only person that you can focus on is yourself. And if the things that you are doing to create your standard of living is stretching you too thin, then you got to pull it back and you're going to have to change some behaviors and pull it back. And one of the ways that you can do that is start looking at or get clarity on the things that you value. And if you are spending money on things in areas that don't bring you value, then that's the first thing you cut. To bring everything back in alignment with you being able to not only meet your needs for today, but also meet your needs for the future, like your retirement, like investing. Some of the decisions, not some, a lot of the decisions that you make today can and will have an impact on what you do in the future. We talked about your finances for today and the why they may be impacted and making you feel like you're not able to enjoy. But when we think about the financial future and the difference between your finances for today and your financial future, in your value-based budget, when we consider level of living and standard of living, you have to establish what you want your standard of living to be and then save for that future. Establish those goals, plan, and really, really focus on saving. When we talk about retirement, it's the same thing, but I can attest to personally that when you're preparing for your retirement, you have to have and be ready in your mind for slow and consistent growth. Absolutely. It ain't gonna happen overnight, y'all. It's just like in my generation, you would go and find you this civil service job or job in the land or job somewhere where all you wanted to do was to work for 30 years so that you could get your pension. That's not, it's not like that today anymore. <laughs> you know, today for a lot of people, it's a matter of how many positions I can get to put on my CV or on my resume or how many places can I go and gain and garner um, uh, knowledge? Those things are good and they work for many people, but not for everybody. No matter which route you take, it's going to be slow and consistent so that you can be prepared to live the whatever lifestyle you want when you are in your retirement. And retirement, it ain't always 65, y'all. We got folks retiring at 40. That's we true. got folks retiring at 50. I That's mean, true. I retired, I was 50. I Loving it. Like, I look at it, the first half of my life was 50 and I was working <laughs> for them. The second half of my life, I'm working for me and I'm enjoying it and it's wonderful. But when I was working, planning for my future, I took advantage 
of all of the workplace incentives that were there. If they had pension 401k matching, I was there. I was trying to put as much away because <laughs> if I put in five, you gonna give me five. Oh yeah. If I put in a hundred, you gonna, oh, oh yeah. Some kind of way I, I got it. But when you do that, you're getting double for what you put in. So, Hey, those, but again, slow and steady, but continued growth. And it was all done so that my husband and I could have the standard of living that we desire. We didn't believe and still don't that social security or our pension was just going to take care of us. We had to make sure that we established ourselves and our households and a legacy so that we would be able to endure our lives into retirement and to leave a legacy for family. So others, our children, our nieces, our nephews could have something to enjoy too. I am not, and I know he is not working so that the state can have everything we leave behind. Nope. Truly, I ain't <laughs> planning on leaving anything behind. <laughs> Use everything I can, enjoy it all, and then enjoy with them as well. But just remember, as you're preparing for your financial future, slow and steady and patience is going to be. It's possible. You can be very prosperous. You just have to have the right mindset and give it the time that it needs to make it there. Yeah. So remember, you can balance meeting your financial needs for today mm -hmm. as well as preparing for your financial future. It is just going to take some good financial habits and some behavior modification. It's going to take contentment, behavior change, yes. and diligence. And Absolutely. I think we made a, uh, if you didn't get that out of the episode, those are the three take, what did the pastor say? Let me give you my three, my three points. <laughs> takeaways. <laughs> my three takeaways. That's right. That's right. Before I have you in here too long. That's contentment. Right. <laughs> yep. Behavior change and diligence. diligence. That is what's going to create the balance for you to be able to meet your financial needs of today as well as prepare for your financial future. Future. So, um, Willa mentioned in um, the sponsorship that the TFC Academy is open and we are so glad to be able to announce that our first course will actually be going on pre-sale on Black Friday. Yes. Our first course is value-based budgeting, a guilt-free budget plan to live your best life. And in the course, you will learn the five keys to reframe your mindset about budgeting. Mm -hmm. You will clarify your values to empower your financial decisions. You'll create an actual budget or a financial framework that will connect your values and your goals to align your money with your life. You're also going to learn biblical truths about budgeting because you know Willa and I strive to do more than just teach smart money principles. We also want to make sure that you're growing in faith um, and yes. continuing to be strong in the Lord. The course is $97, but it's going to be available for presale on Black Friday through Cyber Monday for $57. Yes. 
Okay. And because it's a pre-sale, um, you will, once you pay for the course, you will get, um, your first pre-work assignment after you um, pay for the course. And then the units will be available on December 15th. We hope to see you enroll in the course. Um, it's going to bless you and it's going to help you do the very things that we talked about today, that contentment, the behavior change, and as well as, um, diligence. You're going to get all of that in this course. Absolutely. We're so excited about the TFC Academy and our first course, the value-based budgeting. We've talked about it here, so I know you're ready. So look out. So when Black Friday gets here during that weekend, be ready to jump in for that incentive. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyTFCoach. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly, putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.